Welcome to Sound and Vision, conversations with contemporary artists and musicians about the creative process. Here's the host of Sound and Vision, Brian Alfred. Sound and Vision is sponsored by Golden Artist Colors. Golden's a company based in upstate New York and is committed to making the best artist materials for artists to make work with. I've been using Golden Paints and Mediums for 20 years, and I swear by it. An entire corner of my studio is filled with Golden Artist Colors, in jars and tubes, matte medium, you name it, it's in the studio. You can get it in just about every art store, or you can go online at goldenpaints.com. You can become a supporter of Sound and Vision Podcast by visiting patreon.com slash Podcast. Kenichi Hoshine was born in Tokyo, Japan in 1977 and grew up in New Jersey. He studied in New York, where he attended the School of the Visual Arts. Kenichi has had shows at Part 2 Gallery in Los Angeles, Gallery Kant in Copenhagen, Unit London in the UK, Morton Fine Art in DC, amongst many others. He also just opened a solo show entitled The Magician and the Thief at Hollis Taggart Gallery in Chelsea, which is up through February 15th. He's been featured in Art Maze, New American Paintings, The LA Times, and Juxtapose, to just name a few. He's been a visiting instructor at Pratt Institute, and he stopped by for a chat at my studio just after the opening of his current solo show at Hollis Taggart. Here's our conversation. Yeah, I'm sure it puts people to sleep. Um, No, no, not at all. I, you know, when I was in college, I was was a jazz DJ. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I started in new music, because all my friends were doing the indie rock, like new music stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was the cool place to be. Sure, of course. And I could tell it just didn't, (laughs) it didn't work. (laughs) I was way too relaxed. I I, I was a a DJ for, uh, I I went to School of Visual Arts, but um, SVA had a radio station and I was a DJ, you know, like basically it's like an excuse to like listen to your own music in a studio setting. Just go in and play music. But then like month, a month after I started doing it, they told me that this wasn't even like airing. Like the, the antenna had been like shut off by the school, like at the beginning of the semester. And like, I was like broadcasting to nothing. To no one? there was a cafeteria like three doors down from the studio and there's a speaker there and you know there was like a live feed well that's nice that was it but like somewhere not too many people utilized (laughs) like the cafeteria so there were probably like two people you know at a time and and the guy who works there just listening to it or something it's like (laughs) well i guess it's the best way to get your start with it yeah i guess i'm you know like i said it was a sorry excuse to just like you know listen to music and just you know just I don't know, waste an hour, I guess. It's fun, though. (laughs) Sure. You know, like (laughs) picking out the stuff you want to pick out. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, they threw me to the jazz side. Okay. Which was more relaxed. Got it. it. But they had a great vinyl collection. Okay. That makes sense. Like, I feel like new music was all CDs at that point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And jazz had vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. Which, it's fun. (laughs) You know, vinyl's nice. And once in a while, I would be the substitute for the the university's um, national public radio affiliate. Oh, wow. Okay. Because I did the student station stuff. Okay. But... 
sometimes you get pumped up. Okay. The NPR. That's like big time. Yeah. In the majors. <laughs> and it probably, there's probably like a hundred people listen to it. <laughs> but it felt yeah. like, yeah, yeah. you know, their, the spot. Yeah. their side was like yeah. really professional. Yeah. And their, I forget the guy's name, but the DJ was like, <laughs> you know, like, he yeah, had that voice. The voice. <laughs> He's like, what am I doing like here? Casey Kasem. Yeah. yeah nice. It was, it was pretty incredible. Okay. <laughs> Were you a big music fan growing up? I I was um, primarily yeah like that indie you know typical like nineties yeah. indies rock I guess yeah I, I um, one of the things I did was take a lot of photos during the shows you know yeah. uh, that that was a thing that I used to do and um, it's funny because uh, not too long ago I, I uploaded a few of the photos I took of these shows you know like nineties indie shows you know all film camera stuff. basements yeah. or no no uh, not that indie but um i guess like I, I don't know if you know these venues like um there used to be one called tramps yeah in new york city yeah tramps maxwell's? Like Brown, yeah maxwell's brownies all those places oh, brownies, right. um yeah the cooler um oh, so i went around taking photos yeah of all these bands and like um not too long ago you know i uploaded a few and i i, I actually started getting response from like actual you know th- these these people like yeah. online because you know it's i was like tagging them and such and you know so i i got um yeah like you know a member of uh, blonde redhead oh nice uh, to like write back to me on 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 instagram because you know i i posted a photo and you know this was early on when they were actually a four-piece band yeah <laughs> there was another you know japanese woman in it um yeah like bands like archers of loaf uh i mean fugazi i i posted a, a, a photo of on uh, actually ian mckay wrote back really wrote an email back to me about it it wow, was like it was, yeah it's wonderful um so yeah it, it's it's kind of a you know interesting past hobby i guess if you want to call well, it did that. you was it i mean were you into photography or was I, it just kind I, of like i, I, I was and I, I still am yeah. um but back then you know i to be honest with you i'm not even sure why i started shooting photos you know i, I didn't have this like conscious um sort of goal i guess to mm-hmm. like document or anything like that i was just kind of doing it for fun you know and afterwards i would you know get them the film developed and look at it and just you know kind of reminisce yeah. you know, in a weird cheesy way it's like a keepsake yeah exactly you know it was just like more than, a little more than a ticket stub or something and uh and it was purely for me and yeah. I, I didn't think i would ever you know be taking these film uh, you know, uh, strips or prints and like scanning them in and putting it on the internet. I mean, right. back then there was no internet, yeah, you, you know, so, yeah, no exactly. So, that. you know, it kind of started and ended with me, but, um, I, I realized, you know, after a while, you know, some of my friends were like, Oh, you should, you should scan them, you know, post them because like there's, there's like a resurgence of these bands. And, you know, I, I did notice all these nineties indie bands coming back yeah. and, uh, well, you know, it's doing about these the, tours with it's about albums. that time. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it was kind of, you know, it, it was like a, a renaissance, if you will, of nineties yeah. indies rock. And, you know, I, I, I used to teach at Pratt Institute and oddly enough, a lot of my students also listened to that era of music you know oh, even really? if it was before their time but you know they they would like really be interested in like 90s indie indie rock and yeah, it was, yeah well, i guess of, at a certain point if you like music you get back to that sure thing. sure yeah you know like you start off with zeppelin <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> then like maybe some new order yeah, or yeah. like you know yeah, stuff like that exactly yeah you just exactly. move through yeah, the genres yeah like yeah 70s rock and then new wave and then yeah <laughs> but for like art school for artists then i mean indie rock was kind of the genre of music. It, it was it was it was like the default thing and like if you didn't listen to it or know about it you were the oddball right. i felt yeah yeah <laughs> and we you know i like where i was it was in college town mm-hmm. 
There were just the basement shows. That okay, was sure, the place sure. to go. Yeah. That was kind of your entertainment outside of just being in the mm-hmm. studio. Mm-hmm. You know, was yeah. like going to see basement yeah. shows. And, and then we would, you know, because I was in Penn State, so I would drive to, to Pittsburgh or sure, Philly. Sure, and sure. And if, if we really liked the bands, we would do the, the triple, got like it, the New York, it. Philly. Yeah, we'd yeah. kind of follow yeah, them around. Yeah. Yep, yep. Like those early yep. days of like shoegazer stuff yeah. that we were so <laughs> yeah, into. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. a band from England comes over, mm-hmm. he would like follow them. Yeah, it's like the couple. Beatles coming over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was great. Well, growing up, did you play any music growing up? Uh, I, I did, but you can put the play in quotes because I, I, I quote unquote played guitar and or play, play or try to play guitar even to this day. Um, but yeah, you know, like just stupid you know bands where you kind of get together with friends and you know just kind of noodle around (laughs) things like that nothing serious what kind of guitar did you have uh i had a fender stratocaster (laughs) uh and then after that i had a fender music master it was an old one i think it was like a 56 it was like a student model with a you know tan body with an anodized pick guard and everything nice but yeah, I picked it up for super cheap, and like not too long ago, I actually saw one on eBay, and they're going for like, I think like a couple grand now or something oh, yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, because you know those came back too. There's the new reissues of the music. Oh, band. okay. Oh, okay. So you that can buy those kind of cheap now, okay, but got it's it. the reissue. Yeah, got it. Oh, that probably makes sense. That's, That's kind of there must be a parallel with the kind of music, mm-hmm. and then the reissue. Yeah, yeah. Of a guitar, <laughs> <laughs> and the, and what comes back in yeah. style. Yeah. Because, like, I have an old 57 Gretsch. Oh, nice. Okay. And they just, you know, I don't know, maybe five or six years ago, I think it was, they started reissuing Reissuing that, exactly. Okay. So I would never see anyone with my guitar because it was, like, this kind of... Sure. Or, like, a seafoam-ish green teal. Yeah. Really nice, but real weathered, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it just stood out. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I would see these brand new versions of it. it. It's like, (laughs) oh, they must have reissued this thing. (laughs) But it's totally, I I would play them in a store. It's a different feel. So I'm sure yours had a really good kind of weathered feel. Yeah, it it was. It had had a a great neck and, you know, great feel. It was a shorter, it was like a a student model that they considered back then. So it was like a shorter scale, you know, but I'm I'm a small guy, right? Right. And small hands and whatever. So it was perfect for me. You kind of only know what you're playing at that point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Yeah, but it wasn't three-quarter. Yeah, well, okay, uh, I should correct myself. Yeah, it was short scale. I think that's what right. they called it. It was a full full size body, but the scale was shorter. So, yeah. yeah. So, and, and you grew up in Jersey, right? Yep, I grew up uh, pretty much all over uh, Bergen County. Yeah, so I was um, born in Japan, mm-hmm. uh, came to this country when I was three. Um, yeah, initially grew up in uh, Fort Lee, New Jersey. Oh, Fort Lee. Uh, yeah, and then moved to this town called Wyckoff, uh, spent... Pretty much the majority of my yeah life there, meaning um, I, w- I graduated from high school, and then uh, I went to school of visual arts. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, I returned back to Jersey after school. Uh, lived in uh, this town called Ridgewood for a little while, and also uh, this town called Mawa. So That's I've been crazy. kind of all over Bergen County, <laughs> so Northern I, Bergen County. Can I yes. take a guess? And yeah. I don't mean this to be. If I'm off, I apologize. No, no, no. But what? did your dad come here for business? Yes. And then he stayed. <laughs> so, so what happened was, yeah, like with like every you know kind of, uh, I guess Japanese, uh, you know, sort of there's a wave of Japanese, you know, uh, uh, businessmen and families like an influx in the '80s, you know, because there was a, a bubble going on in Japan, and uh, you know all these global corporations were sending workers kind of all over the world. Right. But then the bubble burst and all the 
the company started, you know, re- retrieving, if you will, the, all their employees back to Japan. But um, at that point, my my father was um, he, he was in insurance, but um, he uh, wasn't necessarily working for a Japanese company anymore. So he, you know, ended up staying, um, and I, you know, naturally, I ended up staying, yeah, as well. So, so um, my my wife's father. And family came when she was six. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, your your wife is Japanese. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm sorry. Yeah. And she grew up in Mawa. <laughs> You're kidding. No. <laughs> Small world. That's why oh, I was saying God. the 201 oh number thing. Yeah. Got it. That's why. Got it. Okay. That is like, oh, that is that great. them? You yeah. know? <laughs> Got it. Small world. <laughs> yeah. And, you know. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Um, I mean, you were me close too, to uh, me yeah, too. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Like, yeah. It's. Yeah, I did the whole whole stereotypical (laughs) Japanese, you know, upbringing. Yeah, I went to Japanese school every Saturday uh, up until, I believe, like seventh or eighth grade. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, luckily I'm able to still speak Japanese and, uh, you know, that that culture and, you know, the the whole, the Japanese-ness is still within me. Yeah, (laughs) You know, my family, they're all in Japan right now. I have two older sisters as well, and they're all all over there. I'm I'm the only one left. Oh, so your parents, they went back. Yeah, they went back eventually. They went back in like 2003 or something like that, you know, kind of as like a retirement thing and and whatnot. So, Um, but yeah, ever, ever since, yeah, for for me, I mean, you know, I kind of knew I would never go back, you know. Right. So, well, so how did the art thing happen? The art thing happened. Yeah, I mean that that's kind of early on. You know, um, I, I sometimes tell this story ha- half jokingly, but half truth. Um, you know, when I was growing up, when I was a little kid, um, I had, like I said, I had two older sisters or have two older sisters, and they would get piano lessons. And in order for my mother to sort of shut me up and kind of, you know, keep me at bay, you know, so I don't disrupt the piano lessons, you know, she would basically just sit me at a table with like, you know, pencil and paper and just, you know, kind of keep me in my own world. Art was your babysitter. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So that's kind of how it started, I think. And. It's funny because I, I kind of wanted to learn piano myself, yeah. uh, but I never got the opportunity. You <laughs> I don't know if it wasn't that I was a, I wasn't allowed, but I, I feel like I didn't express it enough that I wanted to. But you know, I, yeah. I kind of did want to. You know, I, I don't know whether it's like following in my sister's footsteps or whatever. But um, but you know, for me, the the whole visual art thing stuck. I, yeah, I was drawing all the time, and um, yeah, you know, that kind of naturally grew and grew. Kept you know, kept me interested through, you know, uh, elementary school, middle school, high school, you know, uh, drew a lot. Um, yeah. And eventually I was like, you know, I think art is my thing. Yeah. (laughs) You know, were mom and dad like cool with that? Uh, mom. Okay. Dad. No. Yeah. Dad was, uh, you know, still semi old school kind of Asian or maybe not even just Asian, but just like any parent, you know, it's like anything in the arts is, usually a gamble you know? right and worried my, about your well exactly and my my father being you know like this insurance broker background you know as as steady as you can be and like you know as covering as, your bases yeah as like straight <laughs> as can be you know so um when i was applying for uh colleges like you know in my head i wanted to you know just kind of go to an art school yeah but um 
my father you know insisted that i i go to like a regular you know right. university major in something you know whatever quote unquote <laughs> you know regular and normal so just to appease him i did apply to like you know quote unquote normal universities yeah. i think it was like nyu bc bu places like that but you know at, at the same time i also applied to kind of the art schools like uh, RISD, uh sva uh pratt and um I, you know i eventually went to sva but um there, there was a little bit of friction there you know yeah. when when uh um i was i was applying and i you know got into these schools and trying to make the decision it, it was uh yeah it was kind of a <laughs> stressful period right but i mean no, just, i hope they're just okay worried, with it they're just worried about you know no, of course, worried i, I about fully understand because if i you know in hindsight if i was in you know my father's like you know shoes i, I would definitely you know be concerned and I would probably vocalize it kind of like he did. Right. But, you know, so it's, it's completely understandable, yeah. you know? And the the thing is, I'm, I wasn't necessarily like a rebellious kid whatsoever. Right. You know, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't drink, I don't do drugs. I don't, you know, yeah. I'm, I don't party. I don't, you know, I'm a rather boring guy. So, um, I, I think like that was one of the first sort of defiant moments in mm-hmm. my life. You know, if you, if you can call it defiance, you know, the fact that like I wanted to sort of go the art school route. So it might have taken him by, you know, kind of surprise. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't fall in. So, but well, he we must have been comforted by the fact that you weren't like, you know, this kid who's like mm-hmm. doing terrible in school. And oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. And I, I was, yeah, luckily, <laughs> yeah, luckily I wasn't that kid. I, I was, a, I was a decent student. You know, I, I wasn't like, you know, I, I wasn't like straight A, you know, 4.0 or anything like that. But, you know, I, I was, I was okay enough and, and, uh, you know, didn't get into real trouble. And, you know, so, yeah, I, you know, but I, I hope they're okay with, you know, how things turn out. You know, that's <laughs> kind of the hope with any artist, you know, yeah. with their parents, you know. Yeah. Not, not that I'm, you know, doing this for them or anything right, like that. Right. But, yeah, so. Yeah, but you, you know, you always think you want your parents to be. Yeah, yeah, somewhat sort of proud. Like feeling know. good yeah, about yeah, what you've yeah. done. Or at least that, if nothing else, that you feel happy yeah. and comfortable sure, doing what you're exactly. doing. You yeah. know, which is like, yeah. I would think as yeah. a parent, you know, mm-hmm. you just want your kid to be happy, yeah. or at least doing something they want to be mm-hmm. doing. Sure, exactly. Though, but, I, ironically, I, I found out that um, later, and this is, I think this was after I graduated art school, like my, I heard, you know, from my mom that my father, I think when he was in high school, was like really interested in the arts. And oh. like, I, I think possibly painting as well. And I, I think um, like that that was like a, possible direction that he wanted to explore as well mm-hmm. and i found that out totally you know after the fact so yeah yeah i thought that was kind of an interesting that's cool <laughs> i mean genetically get, yeah. you got to get it from somewhere yeah i guess yeah so yeah. maybe you're vicariously yeah. living yeah, out something exactly. that he was dreaming yeah. about in a way you know <laughs> that, that, yeah that i'm sure was even more yeah difficult at that point of sure. like mom and dad i'm gonna be an artist yeah like, what? exactly yeah Are you sure about yeah, that yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i know but i i totally understand you know how, so what were your they, visual like inspirations as a, a young kid, you know, young what were you kid. looking at or what was I mean, like, okay, exciting young, you? young kid, it's gotta be comics and cartoons, yeah. you know, or a- anime, you know, Japanese stuff. Um, I, I grew up mainly with Japanese, uh, you know, comics or manga. Yeah. Um, and from there, um, I started discovering a lot of anime and, you know, uh, movies, um, and then after that, I was introduced, eventually introduced to like American comics, uh, you know, the whole like Marvel DC yeah. world. Um, and 
what ended up happening was one of the reasons I ended up choosing SVA as a school was because they're one of the few in the country that have um, cartooning as yeah. a major. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think they still do. I'm not positive. It's part it's of illustration? Yeah, it was yeah. part of... So they called it uh, illustration and cartooning. I think and they have animation the too, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, they're kind of all-inclusive. Yeah, exactly. So, and I, I, don't, I don't know if they still have it or not. I, I may be, you know, it may be... I'm sure they I do. Know. Yeah, I, ho- I hope they do. And I mean, it's yeah. more popular now than Yeah, I, I know that's true, right? Yeah, exactly. So um, I, I went there because... I thought to myself that I wanted to become like a comic book artist mm-hmm. or have something to do with comics. And, you know, again, one of the reasons I chose SVA was because they um, were close to the Marvel and DC uh, like headquarters or yeah. the business offices. They were like just uptown a little bit. And I, I heard these stories where they would come in and pick out graduates that were talented to yeah. start working for them. So I was Farm like, oh, system. that's awesome. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like the AAA. And then, yeah. Yeah. Um, so... I I went there, but oddly enough, at about sophomore year, I started getting interested in like just painting and and fine arts. Uh, you know, even though I was in the illustration and cartooning program, yeah. Um, and yeah, by I'd say by the time sophomore year ended, I, I was not into. No, well, okay, it wasn't that I wasn't into it anymore, but like illustration and cartooning were kind of it took a backseat. Yeah. I, I was like mainly painting. No, yeah. Seduced by the dark side, exactly. <laughs> and I went over <laughs> the the less employable side yeah, exactly. from the commercial standpoint. Exactly. Oh no. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I I yeah definitely um, sort of yeah seduced is a great word. Um, you know, and I I started looking more and more at painters rather than illustrators. You know, back back then, like you know, we were introduced to like uh, old school illustrators, like you know Wyeth and. Um, uh, Howard Pyle and you know uh, Norman Rockwell, people like that. Not the greatest um, hits, yeah, greatest hits. <laughs> um, you know, but then yeah, slowly my interest started morphing, and you know, I was like, started looking at, you know, it started with like Degas and you know John Singer Sargent, and yeah. then just kind of went down the line. You know, you look at Picasso and Brock, and and then uh, all the Fauvists and you know whatnot. You know, just you just kind of it opened up a whole another can of worms yeah. and started you know down this rabbit hole was like a freedom to it too right yeah of course yeah and you know it was it was great because there was such a variety in what i was looking at as well you know anything from super representational straight up like say landscapes and portraits to you know once you start getting you know into the like the world war one era you start seeing painters like starting to break things apart Mm -hmm. and you know like abstracting things and yeah it was just like you know, not, not that illustration and cartooning didn't have their, you know, uh, how should I say, selections or, you know, the wide scope of styles and looks. But um, I, I felt it even more so with, with the, the, you know, fine, I, I keep calling it fine art. I hate, I hate calling right. it fine art, but, you know, I'll call it painting. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, I mean, illustrators just have to kind of sneak it in mm-hmm. yeah. more subtly. Yeah, exactly. You ever yeah. see that old, probably not, there's an old video, I think it's like three... Disney um, artists, okay, they, you oh, know, yes, they're animation yes, they artists paint. doing the yes, paintings yes. of the trees. I, yeah, yep, it's so I love good. That. Yeah, it's so good. Those guys could paint. Those like old yeah. school Disney animators, like they were classically better, trained, and, better yeah. than most. Yeah, I think. exactly. You could just they, tell. They could, yep, they had the chops. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Yeah. If you're going to be one as a, an animator, because mm-hmm. you know, I have a lot of students. You come okay. across a lot of students who are okay. like, "Oh, I want to be, I want to work for Disney mm-hmm. or for mm-hmm. you know Pixar or something." 
you have got to be able to just yeah. not only be extremely talented and yep. efficient, yep. but almost like a shapeshift, yeah, shapeshifter. Exactly. You have to be able to do exactly. all these different styles. Exactly. Yeah. And we've all seen those people who have that talent. Yeah. Yep. And uh, like I've seen that as like, a, yeah. I could never do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That yeah. versatility yeah. of, it's just like a gift. Yeah. My, 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 the, the, the couple of classmates of mine at SVA who ended up going into animation mm-hmm. and, you know, ended up like thriving in it. They, they were like the, you know, the, cream of the crop kind of you know students they, yeah, they the, drew the freak, well painted freak well. draw yeah exactly yeah you know so um you know i i know a lot of people were ambitious and wanted to like go to disney and you know attend the disney boot camp and do all these things or like pixar I, well actually pixar i don't know if they existed back then but there was a blue sky studios up in westchester that. yeah they they did um like things like ice age mm-hmm. i don't know if you remember yeah yeah, that. yeah. So, um, yeah, I had a couple friends, you know, who one went to Pixar, one went to uh, Blue Sky Studios. But, um, yeah, so they, they, yeah, they were great. Like, you know, I mean, they still are, but like, yeah, they, they were the, <laughs> you know, the really the talented kids. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, when you started, I guess you were just taking painting classes and that kind of, yeah, you know, you uh, got into it. Mm-hmm. Back then, it was kind of the classic, uh, almost academic life painting and still life lives and yeah yeah yes yeah, so, uh so like six or seven hour uh studio classes where you know you just set up a model and yeah, seven just, hours yeah good lord yeah exactly actually sometimes it went longer because we we were painting nerds and we would set up before the teacher even got there we yeah. got permission from the school to like open the doors for us so like <laughs> i think you know like we we had keys to the the studio space and like we would yeah show up early uh we even did like saturday classes that one was totally unmonitored we got the uh we got like funding for the model from the school and they're okay uh to just use the studio space you know did you have your own individual studios no that's the thing at sva we didn't like well especially because we were um illustration kids right so um i'm sure the fine art department kids had it but like for us like you know we were we were considered um i don't know probably like you know, people that worked on desks and you right. know, we yeah, didn't yeah. need much space or whatever. So you know, you're not like you know ripping off seven foot. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, and making a <laughs> making a mess or whatever. So back then, I, I think like their their idea for us was to kind of keep us, you know, in individual little classrooms with like a, a drafting table. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, and, and that's it. So, but you yeah. took to the painting classes. Yeah, I I I I didn't go to like the fine art classes necessarily, but there were these. Um, uh, painting classes figurative painting classes that the illustration majors could take right so th- those are the ones that i took from life yeah from did they life. actually have a model there for seven hours yep see in new york i feel like it's easier to find someone yeah it is it <laughs> is a bigger yeah. pool of people yeah, exactly like, hey, are you yeah. willing to sit here yeah. for seven yeah. hours yeah. and be painted yeah but like i mean you know I, I graduated back in 99 so like i went from like 90 you know 95 to 99 but um i mean i think times have changed slightly oh, yeah. you know yeah. since then but um yeah no it's funny because you know one of the teachers that i had uh he you know he's old school illustrator been around you know great guy been around forever um he he was telling us how he was one of the first people to use fabio (laughs) as a model (laughs) Um, i think he was literally (laughs) one of the first to use him in the united states as like a model because he used to do romance novel covers yeah uh illustrate them so he i think he used fabio and he was telling us that uh he also used madonna 
you know, pop star Madonna as, yeah. a, as, a, as a figure model at SVA. Like, I think this was back in the 80s, like, you know, before she before obviously she made it big yeah. and, like, you know, blew up. I guess she was, like, an art model. That makes sense. Yeah. So She was always connected with, like, yeah. she was yeah. arty. Yeah, exactly. You could see yeah, her being, exactly. you know, So, that. you know, it, it was kind of an interesting Well, those thing. are cool stories to have yeah. in the back pocket for Yeah, students. exactly. Like, guess, who, <laughs> guess who used to be in here? I know. Fabio and Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a head scratcher. Wait a minute, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's great. So, so yeah. when did you, I mean, so your illustration, you, did you convert or were you, know, you illustration or do you not have I, to I did illustrate after I graduated. I yeah. did illustrate, I did freelance illustrations, um, not, not too much, but, um, and you know, I, I did have a website initially set up as uh, marketing myself as, as an illustrator. Yeah. Um, how was that racket? <laughs> you know what? It, it, it was great, but at the same time, it was like a strange time because I feel like, you know, print was very much still alive. But at the same time, you you did sense that there was a shift coming. That there and was digital something, media. Yeah, exactly. So there, you, you so I was kind of at that cusp and you knew that things were starting to peter out. And like, you know, I, I was hearing like kind of through the grapevine that all the these magazines were starting to pay people a lot less. Yeah. You know, and it's ironically one of the few like or oddly enough, one of the few industries where you used to get paid more, you know, back like 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years right. ago than, than now, you know, which is strange. Like even with like inflation, you're, you're being paid less. Yeah. And um, I, I felt like, um, yeah, there, there was going to be something happening soon that, you know, wasn't necessarily going to be great for me or positive. Right. Um, it felt like Spotify over the horizon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Coming exactly. to destroy yeah. your record Exactly, sales. exactly. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I started um, at the same time, you know, kind of parallel to doing some illustration. I, I was also painting and I was just trying to, you know, kind of kickstart my, you know, sort of career with that. What's the, and, uh, what's your early work like? What are, what are we talking? Re- representational um, d- d- oil paintings, mm-hmm. uh, and they were, yeah, kind of like s- simple in the sense that I, I usually concentrated on like a singular image, whether it was like a figure or you know like an object or something. Um, you know, they didn't look like classic portraiture, if you will, or you know, still lives or anything yeah. like that. But um, I would use either uh, photos that I took myself or, you know, found at like antique stores or, you know, just kind of like found object uh, photo uh, photos. And I would utilize them and manipulate them in, in, in you know, whatever way <laughs> I <laughs> deemed fit. Um, and then a little after that, I also started um, pouring wax onto... Um, some of my uh, drawings and paintings, you know, and this was, you know, an idea that um, I I got from my friend who was also at SVA. Um, and, you know, that lasted for, yeah, several years. Was it kind of like as like a varnishing? Yeah, it's like, it was like a coating. So it wasn't yeah. like encaustic in the sense that I wasn't mixing pigment into wax. You're just creating that. texture, yeah. like a yeah. texture it, layer. Yeah, it was basically like an overlay of like, you know, um, just... Yeah, a coating, if you will, a varnish. Um, so it, it made things like hazier and uh, blurry, mm-hmm. adding like a slight yellowish hue or tone. And some tactile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what is that? Yeah, you know, exactly. You come up yeah. to the surface. Yeah. yeah, I remember I did one summer in between, I think, my junior and senior year of undergrad where I was painting. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. 
I just took a left turn okay. and I was painting these like little Versailles garden looking things. Oh, really? Wow. On okay. Masonite panels. Okay. But then once I would, it was like like miniature landscapes. Okay. And then I would sometimes like do words floating on top. But then afterwards, I would take polyurethane and just oh, coat it, coat okay, it, nice. and it made nice. it. It was like a varnish, you yeah. Know? But it was so thick that yeah. it created yep. this kind of. Yeah, and there, yeah, there's something nice about it. It kind yeah. of like finalizes things. It's like a punctuation mark at the end of a sentence. Definitely, you know? yeah. So. It's like framing a piece of artwork mm-hmm. and then putting mm-hmm. the glass on yeah. top. Yeah, you exactly. Know? It's yeah. Like, ah, there it yeah. is. Underneath. There it is. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. But do yeah. you? It ran its course. Yeah, you know, I I, I noticed um, a lot of sort of copycats out there, which is oh, interesting. Yeah. I, I you know and. You know, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that I was truly original. You know, I'm far from it, and you know, it wasn't anything like that revolutionary either. I mean, people use. You know, they've been using beeswax forever. It's one of the oldest mediums out there. Um, but you know, when, when you start seeing people doing similar work to you, and you know, kind of, you know, not that it became like a joke onto its own or anything like that, but I, I felt like, yeah, it ran its course, and you know, it did its thing, and I was like, yeah. okay, just. you know let it go to the you know to the masses if you will so right it's like if you're a band and you use a lot of whammy bar and then you start hearing other songs and other gigs it's like everyone's uh, playing that tremolo you're like maybe it's time to put it away it's like i i i was using the theremin first on stage and like you see like 20 bands doing it or something yeah so john spencer's blue exactly i love them yep i saw them i used to i used to see all the members around sva when i was going oh really they just walk around i i guess i don't know if they lived there or whatever but yeah yeah those were some crazy or like yeah i know the theremin just threw yeah. that in there yeah that's the first thing i think of <laughs> they had the classic theremin though you know the wood cased yeah, yeah thing with the yeah yeah and it was a show <laughs> when when they used it yeah. you know it's pretty great yeah. um so what happened when you graduated I mean, so, what year was it that you... Ni- 99. I graduated in 99. Right. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I did... I Well, actually, right right after graduation, I did go back to New Jersey, and I, I did... Um, uh, I, I worked at a company that designed dinnerware. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so I, I worked there for gig? a year. Uh, it was in the newspaper. Oh, yeah? <laughs> local newspaper. There was an ad. I, I, I'm trying to remember what the ad said. It, it said something very simple like... Um, either designer wanted or illustrator wanted with like drawing skills Mm -hmm. and it didn't state anything beyond that like what it was going to be used for or whatever it just had like a phone number and Isn't I crazy, yeah. <laughs> Those days, exactly. Are you no, creative? No internet, nothing. Yeah, exactly. Call nine one seven. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I I called this number and you know I went to this place and where they told me to go and yeah it was it was this company that uh, made dinnerware, um, you know. Uh, plates, mugs. Is this deep um, injured or is it close? Uh, uh, close. It was. It's uh, Oakland, New Jersey. So I, okay. I don't think technically Oakland is Bergen. I, I think I th- it might be another county over, but I'm not. Positive. I know where. I know where it is. Okay. Though. Yeah. Yeah. So it was relatively close by because I was living in Mawa then, and um, so I. I yeah I applied for it. I, I think I showed them a portfolio of like you know work I did in school, and it was completely different from you know what i needed to do like you know yeah. I, I had a portfolio of like illustration work you know right. but i you know at the company i would be needing to um draw like designs and you know patterns uh, at times i mean i i did draw like i did have to do illustrations sometimes to uh illustrate 
like they they made like Christmas ornaments in right. the, in the ho- for the holidays at times. So they were advertising that you'd have to do. A yeah, I, I, I'd have to you know illustrate or, or uh, they had a factory in China where they had to. Um, you know, I would send them sketches yeah. to look at to manufacture the the actual three D pieces. So, um, so yeah, th- that that company was a, it was a full time gig. You know, nine to five, Monday through Friday. I, I, Were you I was, living at home at that point? Yeah, th- yeah. Back th- at that time, I was. I when I applied, I, I yeah, I was living at home. Difficult, difficult. Yeah, I mean, but you had a gig, so sure. sure yeah, and then cool. eventually, I, I did move out. I moved to an apartment in in Ridgewood, mm-hmm. um, and I was living there, and you know, going to that that job, um, home it, of real estate. <laughs> yeah. So, do you know, know those bands? What's that? That band, real yeah. estate. Yeah. yeah, were they playing back then? I don't know. That's a good question because they are probably the most famous. Thing to, come out, of thing to come out of Ridgewood, right? <laughs> probably, Other than that yeah, breakfast probably. place, that pancake yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, pancake place. Yep, the, the pancake house. Yeah, yeah I'm exactly. Right, you know that. <laughs> it's like toilet seat size pancakes. Yeah, um, you didn't know you were going to be talking about that when you came No. <laughs> I live behind the movie theater, so like behind the pancake house. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, that's funny. So you were actually <laughs> doing like surface pattern design a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was like, you know, if you... You know, you know, take a look at like any typical plate or mug, and you see like a design, whether yeah. it's like floral or you know, or whatever, anything. Right? Thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like, the, but it's, I mean, someone had to design that. But you know? analog, analog, yeah. back then, yeah. How would you do it? Uh, it? It was either acrylic. You know what? I might have used gouache, maybe. And just did it on paper. Yeah, they did it on watercolor paper. I, yeah, we would get arches paper from pearl paint on, so on cool. Route Seventeen. Things and, used to be yeah. done by yeah, <laughs> exactly. And like we would send it to to China to like you know for them to manufacture. And the funny thing is, like at times, what we had to do was, um, like, so one one of my coworkers one time she. Um, drew or painted a drop shadow mm-hmm. on the plate design just to make it look realistic. You right. know? And they actually painted, like it, the Chinese oh, manufacturer painted the shadow into, <laughs> into the, the plate. Design? Yeah, oh, into wow. the design. So at that point, we realized like we had to just give them a very like almost like vector-esque look, like clean yeah. without any distractions or whatever because we noticed that like if we had left like an accidental pencil mark They'd put on, the, yeah, on the painting or whatever, like it would end up in the final like sample that they would send Impressive. Us. Impressive as hell, yeah, they totally. They particular. Yeah, they, they would like follow it to a T. So like we had to be very literal with them, yeah. we, we realized then. That's cool. Yeah, was, so how long did that last? That was, that was I, th- I believe, like, I, I want to say a year or maybe a little over a year. yeah. Um, I mean, you know, are you could, working at this point? Or are you just too tired from work to actually? So make? I tried on the weekends, like you know, like every, like on Monday through Friday was like I I couldn't really think of it, but yeah. like on the weekends I would try and paint. But yeah, you know, in a, in a sense, it was like a dark time for me as far as like doing my own work because it was you know very minimal. At Isn't that it's point. funny? It's like, well, you're paying a bit or you're making some money. Mm-hmm. But it can be a little soul crushing. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 cushy, but you know, and I'm I'm able to you know pay rent, <laughs> buy groceries, yeah. you know, pay for car insurance, stuff like that. But um, beyond that, yeah, I, I wasn't getting any sort of like you know, satisfaction. Did you have that itch of being like, I gotta? Oh, t- totally. Yeah, I gotta totally. do something, mm-hmm. or I could just be here. Yeah, yeah. So, um, like at, at that time, I I I met my current wife mm-hmm. uh, Gian and she um, at the time was living in Queens 
and what happened was I I um I ended my time with the company and I moved in with her in mm-hmm. Queens and I you know I kind of like I had nothing lined up it was totally just kind of blind you know just blind leap of figure faith. something out yeah if you will and uh, you know I had, I had money saved up a little bit because you know I was not doing anything in right. Ridgewood I was like you know I was just you weren't just, hitting a club after no, work no, no, exactly <laughs> I was like walking to the park and like drinking coffee that was my that was my uh, you know <laughs> like you know fun fun thing to extravagant do extravagant lifestyle exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I had some money saved up and you know I, I eventually moved out to uh, Astoria Queens with my then girlfriend and, um, and this is what year are we talking so 2004 we met yeah so like i think it was like fall of 2004 yeah I, i'm i'm trying to get the timeline right or my yeah, wife yeah. will my no, wife will correct me on it's this, interesting yeah. to me because like my first apartment was in queens in oh, okay the sto- in oh really Astoria, okay yeah. living with a girlfriend at that time oh, really? <laughs> until i got Our my paths job have crossed okay yeah and then I, jo- yeah. I got a job at macy's doing windows and oh, really? i found wow. that job because wow. i looked in the paper okay <laughs> and <laughs> And you know, this like the, so great, yeah. there's the whole thing of like, mm-hmm. well, as an artist, when you move to the mm-hmm, city, this mm-hmm. is pre-internet. Sure, of course. So you're like, well, what can you do? It's like, well, window display. Yeah. Warhol yeah. did it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Jasper yeah. Johns did exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Why not me? Yeah, exactly. So we just yeah. look in the paper and found it and got a That's job. That's so there. great! Wow. That's awesome. But yeah, so this was a couple years after. Yeah. And then what? Yeah, what, and then from there, like, I, it's just you know, I, I've, I've been, yeah, just kind of like. Working, working as an artist, yeah. <laughs> you know, and trying to, trying to, yeah, stay afloat. I guess, yeah. <laughs> when did you first start showing the work? Um, I mean, you know, right right after school, I I did have this like gallery show at this at this um gallery space in 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 New York. I don't think they're around anymore, but um, you know, it, it was it was few and far between. Like, you know, I not only did I was I not producing enough but like i i don't think i was you know taking it seriously enough in the sense that like you know promoting myself enough or you know getting out there because i was just you know busy working or you know whatever at the yeah. job um so you know in a way i i did need to kind of yeah really shift my focus and concentrate and try and do yeah art full-time right. as much as possible uh, you know it's, it's kind of like a mental thing you know as long as you can be in that mental space i think you know your your physical body will follow yeah you know, and then and, and but it's so important to, to be yeah. able to have that headspace sure sure which you know yeah i at that time i feel like we could do it a little easier because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i wasn't making that much money mm-hmm. but my yep. studio space wasn't I lived where I worked. Okay. And I yep. lived with a bunch of other yep. people. Yep. Now I don't. How? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, back uh, yeah, back then I I was able to make ends meet easier. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, you know, being in New York is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> As anyone, you know, listening would would know and attest to. Um I think that um yeah you know luckily i was able to like string together you know at that time i was also like doing a little bit of illustration work as well and i was able to kind of string together um yeah just some sales with uh like commissions Mm -hmm. of paintings and and stuff like that and um yeah and then eventually I, i started like slowly but surely like showing in galleries and and, uh, you know, getting that whole thing, like, kind of steamrolling. Yeah. yeah. And was your work, I mean, obviously, I know your recent work. <laughs> yeah. 
I didn't see your work. I wasn't familiar. Yeah, with it, it was pretty like different. 10, yeah, ten years the, ago the, or something. Yeah, the older stuff. So the older stuff it? was like that wax stuff I was talking yeah. about, or like kind of like that. Yeah. How did that change happen, and what? Well, the the current work, um, it it happened about three years ago, I'd mm-hmm. say roughly. You know, it wasn't necessarily so abrupt. Like you know, <laughs> like behind the, yeah, on the it, night yeah, of yeah, November second. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, had was, a, I had a moment of clarity. Yeah, exactly. Like a light <laughs> came down from the heavens, right. and you know, <laughs> um, I wish it was like that. You know, but um, you know, I, I it was one of those things where. Um, I, I mean, I get this every few years, and I'm sure a lot of artists, and you probably do as well, where you, you suddenly start feeling a little stagnant or, you know, you, I, I don't know. I, I guess you come to a crossroads, yeah. so to speak, and, you know, you, you kind of want to take a different path. And uh, that's sort of what happened. And, you know, it was it was a gradual shift. I started experimenting on my own with, like, certain colors and, you know, uh, mark making, things like that. But I was never really, you know, showing it. Uh, to anyone and, mm-hmm. and um, you know I mean at that time um, Instagram was still you know I mean it existed and it, you know kind of still in the early stages but um, I yeah I was posting some of it but not you know anything in depth so on Instagram and social media I, I, I think it came as more of an abrupt change it probably seemed like I suffered a head injury or something <laughs> and people you know thought like something happened to me and all of a sudden I'm, I'm painting or drawing differently or whatever I don't know but um yeah you know it was a little more subtle than that but yeah it, it happened about I say three years ago yeah and um and yeah. what the new work like mm-hmm. what is the kind of um interaction with abstraction and motion and i mean i see a lot in it but i'd rather you sure before um, i go out on a limb and try to explain yeah like you know i i i have heard you know that the word abstraction you know used in it and you know of course there there are abstracted you know elements in there but yeah. you know i i think it's it's sort of like a weird hybrid or like a middle ground that I, I'm, I'm trying to attain um you know not necessarily representational but at the same time you know i'm not i'm not a rothko <laughs> you know yeah. or, or like a right. or uh you know bryce martin or you know someone like that um so they're, they're definitely you know concrete representational or, or, or recognizable things in there but um yeah I'm, I'm trying to do a delicate balance where you know it's i don't want anything to be clearly defined mm-hmm. but at the same time not so far out there you know whatever that may be <laughs> that you know you can't really latch on to anything yeah yeah so, and that where does that come from? That, where does that come from? You know, I I think it's just the it, it's me in, in a sense. I, I know that sounds like a cop out answer. Not at <laughs> all. It is me in the sense that th- those are my interests. Like I I you know like I said, growing up with illustration, comics, things like that, cartoons. I I, I love that. Yeah. Still do. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I I. I love looking at like an Agnes Martin and just right. staring at it for like you know a long time or you know. Um, uh, I love de Kooning. You know, I love, I I love things that yeah don't necessarily make concrete sense. You yeah. know, in, in our minds. So I I guess like yeah, you know, I, I kind of like to call it a distillation of of my persona. You know, yeah. with these paintings, where it's like yeah, like the 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 colors that I surround myself with, um, the th- things that I see every day that interest me. Um, uh, the past artwork that I have seen that you know influenced me, things like that. It's just like yeah, put them all, put it all in a blender, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, mi- mix it up, and there you go, kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah, which I mean, you know, it's no different from any any artist out there. I think you know, right? So yeah, 
Yeah, that's cool. Now, have you had or have interest in showing back in Japan? You know what? It's I I I would, <laughs> but I I don't get love in Asia. I don't know why. <laughs> We're from Asia. I know this sounds no, okay. Not that I've necessarily tried to reach out to like you know, uh, yeah. especially Japanese you know galleries or whatever. But I I don't know. I I don't know whether they think I'm you know. Um, Americanized or like right. you know since I, I, I am living in Brooklyn you know I, they, they may not consider me Japanese I, you know I, I don't write in Japanese on like Instagram you know these right. days you get discovered on Instagram right so yeah, like, yeah. you know I, I guess like if I had <laughs> if, I, if I had been writing a lot of my you know descriptions in Japanese or something they, they may reach out like oh this yeah yeah yeah. oh it's like oh he's japanese (laughs) there's a communication line (laughs) yeah exactly so i you know i don't know but at the same time you know um of course i wouldn't mind you know showing in japan i I would love to but yeah asia has been kind of like a yeah i I haven't had much experience but i i mean i speak through family experience Mm -hmm. it's difficult right because you're you float between yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Because yep. culturally, exactly. growing yeah. up, that's such yeah, a huge it's, I, it's part like of I'm, I'm in I'm in a limbo, yeah, in a way. But then being American, mm-hmm. you know, it's not that's not the reason you're making the work. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. it does have like a visual yeah. impact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just the way, like the, yeah, thinking true. of manga and the way sure. that mm-hmm. compositionally mm-hmm. and movement mm-hmm. and all that yeah. stuff. But it's not what the, the raison d'etre. Yeah, but yeah exactly. It, yeah. It's kind of this, that's I think what probably makes it really engaging and interesting i hope so thank you <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. but but sure, then of course at the same time you don't want it to be i'm sure yeah you don't want it to be framed as i'm the japanese yeah exactly i i, I hate i hate yeah. i hate being pigeonholed like that or, or or labeled i i really don't like you know uh, th- this sounds idealistic but yeah i i i don't want to be associated with a particular yeah, like race or nationality when or it culture, comes to yeah. my work because I, I don't think it's overtly anything in my opinion. You know? Well, it, I see. I think that's what's really refreshing about your work. It's not, there's no signifiers. Oh, thank you. It's yeah. not tapping <laughs> yeah. into that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, you know, like after Murakami hit and everyone was like, oh, all sure. the galleries mm-hmm. here were mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. we got to show someone mm-hmm. who's doing something mm-hmm. cartoony. Yep, yep. And they could care less about Japanese culture. Sure. It's more of sure. like, we just need to get that guy so we can sell that yeah, kind exactly. of work. <laughs> exactly. So you would only see... Mm-hmm that yep. Japanese artists mm-hmm. making that work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which has always seemed like a crime because sure. there's so many Japanese artists who are making amazing work. Sure, sure. And having yeah. friends in Japan yeah. who are making work that mm-hmm. looks nothing like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. But they couldn't get a sniff of yeah. like yeah. showing. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of, it's it's nice when you see that work that is oh, just about yeah. the work. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not throwing in any, you know, cutesy characters <laughs> or, you know. Right. Um, yeah, you know, any anything of that nature or something overtly anime inspired or anything like that, you know. Yeah, but to your point about mm-hmm. like you you're saying it's just me, mm-hmm. it really does feel authentically like, you know, a voice that's your voice. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Because yeah. it doesn't I don't I mean, it doesn't really feel like anything else in a way. That that's one of the actually greatest compliments. I, I, I actually yeah. like the fact that yeah, it's if that it's like vague. <laughs> and that's hard to do. <laughs> See, I don't know if I'm consciously, you know, trying to hit that note every time I paint or anything like that. I, no, I'm really not. not. You know, yeah. I'm not like I'm not like avoiding things on purpose or like avoiding, you know, I mean, if there's a point in a painting where I think I feel like I need to throw in like something that, you know, I remember from like 
looking at i don't know like dragon ball or gundam or any you know whatever right i i may just throw it in there you know just just because it it needs to be in there or something of course because that's um, something you're familiar with exactly so you know if it comes out of me it comes out of me but like you know i i I am yeah trying to not make it so so overt yeah yeah well i remember the first time i showed in japan Mm -hmm. i knew it's like the press release about Mm -hmm. it and it talked about how american my work oh really okay yeah and how (laughs) <laughs> you know I've, it was the first time i've ever read mm-hmm, that and i was mm-hmm. like holy crap i guess it is really oh so you felt it that way then like when you read it like yeah, after like you I, read it i guess it does feel so very like self-realization okay interesting but but when you're just making what you're interested in yeah it's kind of yeah, the culmination. You don't, yeah you, you like, don't, you got blinders up, on yeah. yeah i grew up watching bugs bunny it's huge <laughs> to me yeah. you know yeah. what i mean mm-hmm. i love that stuff mm-hmm. yeah and I don't make paintings today thinking I'm tapping into my Bugs Bunny culture. <laughs> Chuck, here's Chucky e. Jones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. It just kind of like unconsciously seeps yeah. in there and yep. it makes it yeah. its way out. I mean, that's, it the be- that's the best way, I think. Yeah. I it's, think ideally. Yeah. It's like you're a filter. Unconscious sort mm-hmm. of representation mm-hmm. of what you're about mm-hmm. in your world and stuff. You know. So well, why don't you talk a little bit about the show? Yeah, so it's, um, it's it's at uh, Hollis Taggart Gallery. It's at uh, West Twenty Sixth Street. Um, it's it's up until February fifteenth. It's titled "The Magician and the Thief." Mm-hmm. Cool um, name, by the way. Thank thank you. Um, yeah, I you know I've been asked like what what does it mean? You know, um, I, I I like people to interpret it their yeah. own way. You know, yeah, yeah. it's like uh, they they've asked me. It's like, am I the magician or the thief or both? You know, it's like oh, that's projection. Know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> no, but you know, like one of the one of the nuggets that I did blurt out about it was the fact that you know, I mean, I feel like sometimes like the magician or a magician could be a thief or vice versa, like yeah. a thief acting like a magician. And you know, I kind of like that sort of interplay of 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 characters i guess if you will they're almost like interchangeable in a way even right. though they have like two different you know uh goals in mind and they're they're viewed by the public in completely different ways one's like benevolent one's malevolent but right. you know at the same time like i feel like deep down like consciously and psychologically they're both the same yeah and in so, a way if you think about it art is kind of like yeah exactly. being a magician yeah. and a thief because yeah. Your sleight of handing, all that it is exactly. artifice. Your <laughs> so, sleight of handing, yeah. and you're—I yep. mean, I don't know yeah. if you're stealing from history, but borrowing co- yeah. in quotes—it's <laughs> part of the language, yeah, exactly. Like we steal yeah. words yeah. every day, exactly. No matter what we write, yeah. you know, in yeah. a sense, you're yeah. you're kind of taking yeah. from the past. Yep. So, and it seems like that work has a really nice, like your work has a really nice dialogue between kind of you know it feels now, but oh, there's also obviously yeah. a clear looking at history. Mm-hmm. Yo, the way definitely. paintings mm-hmm. happen. Yeah. Oh, I, I totally, you know, respect painting history. And, you know, I, I still look at a lot of painting from, you know, uh, yeah, even, you know, hundreds of years ago. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, again, it's all kind of filtered through my <laughs> my my brain and my hands. <laughs> right. That's what appeared. But, yeah, the, you know, the show, yeah, it's up until February 15th. And there are about, um, I, I believe, 11 paintings there. And... Yeah, I mean, it, it it was um it was a show that I think I I believe I started working on it from last August. I think that's mm-hmm. when I was tapped to 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 do the show. So yeah, you know, about four months, maybe even a little bit longer than that, but roughly yeah, four months worth of work. Nice. Which I mean, I, I ideally I would love a little more, you know, time or whatever. But you know, it, it came together quickly, and I, I 
I'm grateful for it. And it's, well, nothing it, motivates like a deadline. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sometimes do need that fire, you know, uh, under my ass. <laughs> yeah, so, if we have like a, yeah. a show in five years. Yeah, I know. I, I might take like, it slow. Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> I'll start on year four. Right. <laughs> you know, like start. It's, it's like, like oh, it's coming up. Yeah, here. No, it's like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, going. maybe the four month thing was good. But, yeah. yeah. Cool. So. And then you you do social media. People can check out. Is that the best way for people to keep up to date on what you're doing? I mean, I have a website, but these days I feel like people find my yeah. website through Instagram. So right. yeah, it's it's in Instagram. Yeah, it's uh, Kinichi underscore Hoshine. Yeah, right. on, at, uh, you know, on Instagram. Um, it's yeah. I mean, it, that's that's it's been amazing. Instagram. Yeah. It's that's a it's a marketing tool that I feel like has been productive. Yeah. It might be an understatement, actually. It's, it it's been kind word, of crazy, right? yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's been helpful, and it's been it's been yeah, n- nothing but great for the past few years. Well, and you so. seem like a well-adjusted person who's not probably on that thing every five minutes of the day. Well, okay, <laughs> no, I well, False I'm not. Assumption. But I, uh, I I no, I try I try to um I try to. Not take it too seriously, you yeah. know, in in a sense that like it's not like a strictly marketing tool for me. You know, I still post photos of my dog and you know, right. like just posting stories of stupid food that I eat right, or whatever, right. you know, <laughs> and things like that. So I, I'm still having lots of fun with it, but at, at the same time, yeah, like I I, I do try. And I have like a conscious like uh, decision making thing that I do where you know I, I post on like say certain days or certain times or you know I, I kind of uh, space out the posts to kind of even things out or you know yeah. keep people interested blah 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 so that that's always kind of in the back of my mind you know um, but I feel like at times you need to sort of do that these days to you know stay a, a you know relevant right. <laughs> in, connected in the to art people. world because yeah, yeah. just about every other person on Instagram is an artist you know these yeah. days so you kind of have to you know stand out in, in, in one way or another that's true yeah well um, congrats on the show thank you so much and I uh, it. it was great having you over yeah thank you great it to was, talk it was fun this was great thank you so much <laughs> Sound and Vision was recorded, produced, edited, and facilitated by myself, Brian Alfred. If you would like to support this podcast, please visit Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. And when you make a donation, you can have your name mentioned in a future pod or even get a hand-drawn thank you. There will be some merchandise going out. It's really supporters like you that keep Sound and Vision possible. Many thanks to Kenichi. Go see his show at Hollis Taggart. Closes February 15th. Thanks to Evan Marion, who you're hearing on bass playing right now, who did the intro-outro music. Many thanks to Michael Lovett for the intro, Emily Burns for graphic design. And thank you to Golden Artist Colors for their sustained support of this podcast. It's well in advance, but I am giving a talk, an upcoming workshop at the Lower East Side Print Shop. It is going to be Monday, March 16th from 6 to 8 p.m. I'll be talking about talking to artists, making art, communicating through art, lots of stuff related to podcasts and my work. You can get advanced tickets to that at store.printshop.org. Many thanks for all your support. Stay tuned.
Thank you.